The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory game preview edition for week four of the preseason. We're going to do things a little bit differently today uh probably talk about some of the bubble players on both sides of the football here to tell talk to me uh or with me about uh some of these bubble players are my two pals you can hear them every week first find them on twitter at chief in carolina matthew lane hello my friend how you doing today kent i'm, I'm all right i uh i uh, i've got a lot of energy tonight really excited to talk about preseason week four but that's okay this, there's a well, there's a lot of good things to talk about with this football team still. As we record this, there is exactly one day left until the NFL preseason is over and we were out of this hurricane known as preseason football. But if you guys want to be number one in our hearts, please hop on over to the iTunes reviews and drop us a five-star review. We appreciate them. We read them to you guys on the podcast. We love getting them in. We do like to read them. It's a fun way to interact with us. And I'm, yeah, I'm excited to get this game out of the way. I'm ready for the regular season to start. As much as I like seeing the young players, I've seen enough of them through three games. Right, Craig? Find them on Twitter at BarleyHop. See, you guys are bringing in this low energy. I'm bringing it up. I'm ready to go. Knock on wood if you're with me, fellas. Knock on wood. Oh. Everybody knock on wood. Everybody <laughs> knock on wood. I'm bringing oh. this John Gruden energy <laughs> to the podcast. I just got to keep it clean since we do if not we have the explicit tag. If we were going to be NFL tag. head coaches, you would definitely be John Gruden. So that's true. That's I'll tell true. you what, man. I'm, I'm, I like I'm, that Craig Stout man. <laughs> Kent would definitely be Cliff Kingsbury with that hair. It's Ooh. true. It's true. Or and McVay. all I care about is offense. I don't even care about defense. So like, you don't I mean, care it's about perfect. offense. You only care about quarterbacks. It's not even the offense. It's just the quarterback. <laughs> Okay. He hates running backs. A little bit. He hates wide receivers. He hates running backs. Don't linemen. matter. Yeah. That's uh no. I I I care about all things offense. Uh, but I yeah. I mean, how, you guys can have fun talking about Steve Spagnuolo. I think I got the easier gig here. Quarterbacks and cop picks. Ken Swanson, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury, twenty nineteen. I like it. I like that. That's that's my platform that I'm running on. Uh, running with on uh, in twenty twenty. So. We got three players on the offensive side of the ball that are kind of bubbleish players right now. May or may not make this football team, and I want all of us to go around the room and tell uh, tell us what what they have to do on Thursday 
to help their case to make this football team. And we're going to start with our guy, undrafted free agent out of Toledo, Cody Thompson. Craig, what does Cody Thompson have to show on Thursday to make this football team? I don't think Cody Thompson's got to show anything more as a wide receiver to really make this football team. He He's a good wide receiver, and I think that he's one of the Chiefs' best five or six wide receivers. Cody Thompson has to show that he can play within Dave Tobe's assignments and do everything that's asked of him on special teams. I think if he can do that, maybe he can cast kind of that final vote and slip in there, be one of Tobe's guys. We'll just have to see there. But as a wide receiver, he absolutely deserves to be on this team already. Yeah, and that's the tricky part for Cody Thompson is that he simply has to show it on special teams and he can't even just be flash plays. It has to be consistency, which is something you're not necessarily going to see in just one preseason game. So he has to make some flash plays in this preseason game, but he's had to have been backing that up and practice up until this time because I kind of see that as his only path to make this team. That or if you know he wants to hurt a little hammy that leads into maybe a hernia surgery or something for an entire season, that is the other possibility to make this team. But right now, that seems like the the margin for him to make it's very slim, and he's going to have to really turn some eyes as a gunner or a vice on special teams because it's pretty obvious as a receiver he should be up there. It's just I don't think they have that many open positions there. Yeah, what I find interesting is like he came in with a major special teams play to hang his hat on. He was at Toledo and caught a ball off a guy's uh, caught a punt off a guy's foot and and scored a touchdown on it. So it's like. He's got some like he's got a very flashy reputa- reputation. I don't think the reputation has really followed him though. And he's I've seen him on a couple plays on special teams. He wasn't particularly physical. Uh, and I think just you know he's probably got to show some ability, uh, you know, on multiple facets as a special teamer. And hopefully they give him some opportunities too. I do agree. I think he's one of the five or six best receivers on this football. But receiver five and six has to be able to play special teams. Uh, a veteran that is very much on the bu- bubble it would seem right now it's carlos hyde uh he uh he, he's getting runs he's getting he's getting run with the third team he's not even really in the mix with the first and second unit last week craig what does carlos hyde have to show this week to uh, earn an opportunity on this football team i don't know that there's really much carlos hyde can do i and it's not necessarily that carlos hyde lost the job it was taken from him darwin thompson i think is so far ahead of what they expected him to be at this point and Darrell williams looks good so carlos high just needs to show up and do what he does best use his vision be a short yardage back pick up some tough yards be a good pass protector catch the ball well out of the backfield those are all things that he's shown an ability to do in the past. If he can do all those things again, I don't know if he's going to make this team necessarily unless they're keeping four running backs, but he might find another team that needs that sort of veteran running back, that veteran presence. I think he can still show that he deserves to be a a main rotational back in this league. He's just got to go out there and dominate against some lesser competition. He's going to make a lot of Chiefs fans unhappy. But if Carlos Hyde wants to make this team, he needs to go out there with Chase Litton and Kyle Shermer in this last preseason game. These two young quarterbacks that are still trying to figure out the NFL game, he needs to help settle them down. He needs to earn their trust within the game, do his protection duty just fine. He needs to pick up the guys he needs to pick up. He needs to leak out into the right spots and be the safety valve 
for these young quarterbacks. He connects with these young quarterbacks. One of the two is making the roster as the kind of third string backup quarterback, I would imagine, because you can't just have a guy on the roster for one week as your only backup quarterback option. One of these guys is going to be out there. If Carlos Hyde can show that he's consistent, he's earned their trust, he can probably do the same thing for Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be a pass protection back, but if he's useful on third downs and he can prove that throughout this game, that's kind of his only shot to make the team now. I've also kind of wondered what his conditioning has looked like to this point. Um, You know, a lot of the running backs in general kind of looked a little sloppy early in the preseason. And I wonder if, you know, if he's kind of been trying to build up a little bit to this point and he just got blown past because he was a little bit out of shape. So, I want to see, you know, even, you know, it's only been a few days, but, you know, see if he, uh, if he's showing a little bit more explosiveness, if he looks like he's in shape, if he looks like he's, you know, able to, uh, you know, to actually function. Uh, and then the things you guys said too, I think, you know, showing his ability and pass protection, showing that he can be, you know, hanging there and, and, and be assignment sound, I think will be important. Last guy, uh, a red shirt from last season. He was drafted in the sixth round. The Chiefs traded two seventh-round picks to acquire him. Khalil McKenzie, 2018 sixth-round pick, got the red shirt last year with the Chiefs. Was on the 53-man roster. If you remember, the Chiefs played with 51 man with a 50-man one-man roster last year because Eric Berry was on the roster the entire season and Khalil McKenzie was on on the entire season. And they got two games out of those two. Uh, what does Khalil McKenzie have to show, Craig, to make this football team? He has to show an understanding with the players around him, an ability to execute assignments, and an ability. I I, I think they're going to try and get Khalil McKenzie in some space this week. I think they're going to try and get him a little bit of run, see how he looks while he's on the run a little bit. We've seen some moments where he's held his own, where he's actually established a good base and held his own against some of these third and fourth stringers that he's going up against. But right now, he does not look better than, let's say, a Nick Allegretti. He doesn't look better than Andrew Wiley. He doesn't look better than these other guys that are in the mix there as that second-team offensive line. So he's got to show up. He's got to stake his claim on this because they can't just redshirt him another year. I don't think that any of us thought that last year – if an offensive lineman went down to the point where they needed to put another guard in, that Khalil McKenzie was going to play. I don't think he was. So I think that they need him to show that he's a valuable member of this offensive line and that he can actually play football at this level. Yeah, and I think that they traded up for him. So they did trade the two picks to get him. Then they were willing to burn a roster spot all last year for him. So I think that makes him relatively safe. At some point in time, you do got to start producing, but I would be surprised if they were willing to cut bait after that one redshirt year and just call it completely out. What he does, though, need to really lock it up. He's just got to show he understands the calls, the protections, and like Craig started with, he's been working with the second team pretty much exclusively. He should be working really well with the offensive tackle, the centers next to him. He should not be stepping on their feet. He shouldn't be getting out in front of them. They should be working pretty good as a unit. If he can just show that kind of cohesion with the other guys that he's been getting all these reps with, that's what you have to look for if you're kind of judging your backup offensive lineman. He's still probably your last offensive lineman in terms of game readiness, no matter what happens. But as long as he shows that he's kind of picking up the playbook and how the technique works as an offensive guard, then you're going to keep him for one more year and hope by next year he's really pushing for that starting role. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I just want to see a little bit of comfortability from him. Uh, he doesn't ever, he hasn't really looked particularly comfortable to this point playing the position. Uh, and I don't think some of his natural ability has really been able to take over because I think he's thinking a lot of the time. And I just don't think he has a ton of confidence in his game to this point. So, you know, I, I want to see his natural ability maybe take over a little bit, show some promise, show some, you know, flash a few times to show them that there is something to work with here still, and they want to, you know, potentially keep him around for another season. All right, we're going to do this for both sides of the football, but we're going to play a little game. Uh, it was mostly Maddie's idea. He kind of took something I was going to no, do. No, wait, everybody, and, don't turn and, the podcast off. It, it's okay. It doesn't... It, it doesn't require spelling or thinking about spelling or thinking about how a name is spelled. So you guys are welcome can, for making this into a real game show and not <laughs> the boring list that Kent had for us. I was trying to inform people on our opinions of players and it's turned into a game. So you can keep one You're of these welcome. players. You can cut. You can keep one of these players. You can cut one of these players and you can put one of these players on the practice squad. Cody Thompson. Khalil McKenzie, Dion Yelder. For me, I, I'm keeping Cody on the team. I think he's got the most usage of anybody of these three on the team as a wide receiver. Again, he needs to show as a special teamer. I'm keeping him on the team. I am going to practice squad Khalil McKenzie since I have that option. The Chiefs were afraid of that last year. They were afraid he was going to get picked off. Since I have that option, I'm taking it. And then that means that I'll have to cut Dion Yelder. I don't dislike Dion Yelder. Like, I'm fine with him being on this team or being on this practice squad. But of those three, I think he's the one that maybe moves the needle the least for me. I'm also going to keep Cody Thompson on my team. I, however, I'm going to practice squad Dion Yelder and cut Khalil McKenzie. And the only reason I'm cutting Khalil McKenzie is because I think there's a very good chance that he gets taken off your practice squad relatively quickly in the year. Dion Yelder, I think, has a better chance to last. While if I was, you know, if you're really running a team, you probably would just go ahead and risk that and get Yelder coming back later. But I think for this exercise, it's safer to get Yelder to your practice squad. So I might as well take him, lock him in there. I assume Khalil's going to be gone anyway. And I'm not super sold on Khalil McKenzie's ability to make it as an interior offensive lineman, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm not particularly confident either. So I'm actually going to keep Yelder because I just want to throw numbers at the position and he has a chance to be tied into and the Chiefs have a tied into issue because Blake Bell has not looked particularly good. So I think the path to playing time right now for Deion Yelder is easier. And then I'm definitely practice squatting Cody Thompson if that's the case. I want him around still. I still want I, I would rather keep him, but I'm just as far as playing this season, I feel like Yelder might be able to get you might be able to get more out of Yelder just because of opportunity. There's just there's a lot of guys on the team, although I want Cody Thompson here for the future. And then Khalil McKenzie, uh, bye. Uh, best of luck. <laughs> I don't know if a team's going to try to keep you at guard or maybe move you back to the defensive line, but someone's going to pick you up. But it's not going to be here. All right, one more. Jimmy Murray, Nick Allegretti, Tremont Smith. Go. Uh this one's easy for me. Nick Allegretti's making this team. I think he can push for playing time this year. Tremont Smith is making my practice squad because you can't teach speed like that. And if you are rostering Nick Allegretti and you already have Austin Ryder, Jimmy Murray's your third center. 
I don't need to carry three centers on this roster, so Jimmy Murray's going to get cut. Well, Craig kind of took my surprise there because I was not <laughs> anticipating this coming from him. So I actually have the exact same lineup, and we really tried hard to avoid this, but I'm also keeping Nick Allegretti. I'm cutting Jimmy Murray based on the simple fact that I like the other young bodies the Chiefs have that can play offensive center. Like, there is not a reason to keep Murray around given the young talent that I think is already ahead of him. And Tremont Smith, he's a project right now. He's clearly not a corner. I have no thought in my mind that he's going to make it as a running back. But if you give him an entire season and then next offseason to work as a wide receiver, maybe you get a McCall Hardman-like player that can be used as a gadget player on these end arounds, catching little bubble screens. You don't know what you have there yet, so give it a shot. It's a lot better than just getting your fourth center to stick on your practice squad. I'm cutting Tremont Smith, <laughs> and I'm I'm practice squatting Jimmy Murray. I like Jimmy Murray. And Nick Allegretti, he's a center, but he's also played some at guard. I think they have a little bit of flexibility there. So, you know, they just – they and Jimmy Murray played some guard too, by the way, this preseason. Uh, and I'm keeping Nick Allegretti. I, think, I do think Nick Allegretti has a chance to uh, play a little bit. We're going to look at the defensive side of the ball right after this. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about the defensive side of the football now. Three players that are on the bubble. Craig, what does Dorian O'Daniel need to show to make this football team? Dorian O'Daniel's got to be a lot better between the tackles than he's been. I He looks fine outside of the tackles. He's making a few plays outside of the, you know, the tackle box and running with guys in coverage, but he does seem lost in his reads between the tackles he seems lost a little bit when he's asked to play zone which is a weird thing coming from Clemson and the Venable system but he does need to show a greater understanding of that because Dave Tope wants to use him on special teams he's running with the first team punt team he's running with the first team kick team he's running with punt return he's he's running with so many different groupings with that first team but he's just running so deep into the linebacker depth that it makes you wonder if he's going to be able to make this team, if it's enough that Dave Tobe likes him enough to put him on those teams, or if Steve Spagnuolo was just going to say, listen, guys, I can't find a spot for him because he can't play linebacker well enough at this point to make the roster right now. 
Yeah, and I think that's the thing for Dorian O'Daniel to make this roster is going to have he's going to do it through specializing at something. Whether that's special teams play, and he does play all over the special teams unit. He just doesn't make a lot of plays. And granted, as a special teams player, you're not always going to be asked to make a lot of plays, but you'd think somebody like him with his athleticism and pedigree in college as a special teams ace would start to flash a little bit more as a special teams player. Even more so, on the defensive side of the ball, I don't think you can have a lot of hope or faith that he's going to become uh, between the tackles linebacker. Like You would like him to be better than he is, but it's just not there right now. What you would really like to see is him become an excellent coverage linebacker. Come out and showcase top-end coverage skills for a linebacker, and they can use you in certain situations or when somebody gets hurt and you need to be called upon as a coverage player. Right now, he has the athleticism to be a good coverage linebacker. He just doesn't seem to understand it yet. He needs to showcase good coverage skills and make some plays on special teams. If not, I think he's definitely going to find himself on the outside looking in. Yeah, and I don't think we've seen him do much of anything in coverage this offseason or this preseason. Like, I just I, – at all. And, and it's surprising because, like, that was – basically, he got drafted to be those two kind of – those two things, a coverage linebacker and a quality special teamer. That's what he was selected as, basically. Like, that was kind of boiling down what they thought he could be and what people thought that they were getting when they drafted him. And he hasn't shown anything. Like he hasn't really shown much of a pulse, even, which is kind of stunning. If you took, if you took the, the top one hundred selection label off of him, you wouldn't have any idea. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't have guessed that. You would have guessed he's an undrafted free agent, and he doesn't look as athletic as he has to this point either. So, uh, he's got to show, he's got to show a pulse this week. Frankly, he's just got to show something. Uh, how about let's do this one. This is a guy we really haven't spent a lot of time talking about. But he's been running with the second team a lot. Jeremiah Eteochu. Yeah, uh, Eteochu is supposedly the backup Sam. Like, that's what we heard throughout all of this. He's going to be backing up. Damian Wilson is the Sam. And then all of a sudden, Damian Wilson, about midway through camp and through the preseason, moved a little bit more to the will and Reggie Ragland started playing with the starters at the Sam linebacker and well into the game getting these Sam linebacker reps. We saw it a little bit in camp as well. That would tell me that they're not necessarily happy with where Eteocho is in all of this. We've seen him play a lot of defensive end. We've seen him kick down and rush the passer, and he's looked okay doing so. But he's not been great as a linebacker so far in this system. And he's running with the twos and special teams. He just right now seems like a player that's on the outside looking in. This week, he needs to start at Sam linebacker. He needs to go out there and show that he can run with guys in coverage, set a hard edge against the run, and offer a little juice as a pass rusher. Because we've seen little tidbits here and there, but it's got to be consistent throughout the game on Thursday if he does want to make this roster. I think that Jeremiah Tasha just needs to show that he has some of that pass rush juice that he did early in his career with the Chargers. If he can just prove to be a specialized pass rusher, that's now a spot the Chiefs could use with Speaks not able to play. That was kind of going to be K-Pass's role, at least how I saw it, because he can't really play the run very well. That's now an option. If they want to keep another defensive end, Jeremiah Tauchu, the way he's looked, he's been one of their top five best pass rushers from defensive end. 
I like what he's brought more than K-Pass, more than Speaks when rushing as a defensive end. So maybe he could earn that spot there if he has a big game here with multiple pressures, looks consistent about being able to be a specialized pass rusher. Because I don't think he's ever going to really set that hard edge against the run. He's not going to be a multi-down player. You're just bringing him in third and longs if you have an injury or you're just getting a guy a rest. But there's now a potential for a need at that position with the injury. Yeah, I don't know what kind of special teams background he's really had to this point in his career either. So that's something you'd have to take into consideration there too. Uh, I'm I'm not overly optimistic about uh, Ateo Chu's chances. I mean, but this guy was a top 50 pick in the last five seasons or something like that, somewhere around there. So like, he's he he's he's got some potential. He's a guy that this league liked. Uh, I just. I think I think of all, of all the guys that we're talking about to this point, he's probably the one with the largest hill to climb still, uh, just from a roster construction kind of kind of deal here. Uh, Justin Hamilton is another guy. The Chiefs uh, have had him around for a little while, and uh, he's uh, he's he's a, a defensive lineman in a really deep group. But what does Justin Hamilton have to show this week, Craig, to uh, to make this football team? Justin Hamilton is the biggest bubble guy that I don't think anybody's talking about right now. Justin Hamilton has played well. Justin Hamilton showed this defense, showed Brett Veach at the end of last year that he was worthy of his roster spot. He's a fine rotational guy on that defensive line. He's been pretty good this preseason in the reps that he's got, particularly against the second team. He's been destructive on some plays he's made some splash plays as a three tech as a one tech he he's kind of lined up in both spots and been able to make an impact there the problem with him is that he's in a group with chris jones Derek Nadi, Xavier Williams, and Colin Saunders those are four guys that are almost near locks right now and he's going to be behind all of those. He maybe ha- has outplayed Colin Saunders a little bit this year, but they're not moving on from Colin Saunders anytime soon. So Justin Hamilton at this point just has to make himself uncuttable with a ridiculous week, grab everybody in the NFL's attention, and kind of make sure that Brett Veach has to keep you because he likes him already. They they moved on from Jarvis Jenkins last year because of Justin Hamilton. So I think he's just got to make his presence felt once again. This might be Jeremiah Touch's biggest competition for a roster spot even. There might be a potential extra defensive line spot just up for grabs for just whoever's the best player. And it could end up being if there's that extra roster spot, if they need to get that full 53 going and there's one extra spot, you could easily see it used here. And I think Justin Hamilton's played. He's proven that he's a quality rotational player going back to last year when he's gotten time he does some good stuff he's definitely not a guy that's going to impact the game with the flash play he's not going to be dynamic but he's going to be solid when you have to push him in there the team seems to like him he seems to get along with guys there the coaches like him they've always spoken highly of him and he seems to have anytime he gets into a game a couple plays where you see him flash you're just like okay that's a guy that i like having around big body has a good first step he's very strong I would love to see him make the team. He can serve a purpose this year. It's just that last roster spot that may or may not even be there could really come down to him or a Tauchu, and it seems like it could go down to whatever they're lacking more, big bodies inside or a little more edge rush. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it, 
it depends a little bit to me, honestly, on if Breland speaks goes on is uh, goes on injured reserve after the fifty three man roster cut down, or if they you know just decide to end Breland speaks season and just put him straight on IR because I think this team was trending towards nine defensive linemen. I think that was looking like a very real possibility uh, with you know Tano Passanio you know, getting some run with the first and second unit. So um, it, I, it might also just could come down simply to what happens with Breland Speaks uh, and what decision they make there. All right, keep, cut, or squad. We'll start with this one. Dorian O'Daniel, Jeremiah Ateochi, Ateochu. Bless you. Excuse me, yeah. Uh, or Armani Watts, Craig. Armani Watts is getting kept. We talked a little bit about him early on in this week, and he he's played well within the defensive scheme, but the number one reason why he's making this team, he's Dustin Colquitt's personal protector. That guy always makes the team. Armani Watts is that guy. He's lined up there this entire preseason. That's, that's Dustin Colquitt's guy. He's 100% making this team. And then I'm going to try and squad Dorian O'Daniel, See if you can milk something out of there. I think he might get taken off of the practice squad there, but I, I just I, there's there's athletic talent there. I, I want to try and build a practice squad with athletically talented people, and then that leaves Atocho off the list. Here he's cut. Unfortunately, I cannot practice squad Jeremiah Atocho. So that in mind i'm keeping him on my roster he's like i said i think he's been one of the chiefs better pass rushers off the end i actually liked what i've seen from him as a pass rusher i think he's outperformed Passigno. he's outperformed speaks he's been up there with ogba in terms of just a pure pass rusher so i like that i'm gonna go ahead and practice squad armani watts i understand i'm probably not gonna get him and i actually like what i've seen from watts this year he's been he's been a lot better this preseason in terms of making aggressive plays. He's been decisive. He's been a quality player. He's also blown more than one coverage. I'm not sure that I get a lot of use from him on defense. His special teams play has been a bonus. I have a better feeling that I can teach somebody how to be a personal protector before the season starts than I can get a guy to rush the passer as good as Jeremiah Tatu has. And that means I'm cutting Dorian O'Daniel, which those of us that have followed us since last year know I was a huge, still a huge Dorian O'Daniel fan. There's just simply something not connecting for him, and he hasn't been the coverage player that I expected him to be even when given the opportunity. It's a hard cut. This is definitely the hardest one so far, but I'm going to have to say bye to my guy, Dorian O'Daniel, at this point in time. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think we could even practice squad Jeremiah Teochu if we wanted to. So I am going to cut a tattoo. I am going to squad Dorian I'm going to keep Armani Watts. Armani Watts. Vanilla. How? All right. Never mind. I'm not even going to give a take. Moving no, on. no. See, no. I just think it's funny that Matt, who understands who Dave Tobe is, just said the words, anybody can be a personal protector. Buddy, that that's a first-round draft pick for Dave Tobe. That that is I the mean, first guy off of his true, board. But do you know the Chiefs have had a different personal protector every year the last three mm. years now? Hey, that's because Andy won't let him draft one round one. He keeps having to cycle dudes through. He's trying to find then his Then what guy. are we using McCole Hardman for? A returner. 
Second round pick. That's that's where you draft a returner. First round is personal protector. This is a really random sidebar, but what would a draft look like if Dave Tobe had control over every pick? Like <laughs> Round one, personal protector. Round two, returner. We've seen it. It would look a Round lot three. like last year or the 2018 draft, only McCole Hardman instead of Breland Speaks. Round three is your long snapper. That That's the sweet spot for your long snapper right there. Uh, you draft a T in round four because you can't have enough of those. And round five is a gunner. He, he loves his gunners. Uh, and then okay. you... You you traded away the sixth and seventh round picks to move up for the you team. You draft a single kicker or punter. <laughs> okay, uh, keep cut or squad. Let's go, Mark Fields. Let's go, Herb Miller and Justin Hamilton. I am going to keep Justin Hamilton, as we talked about. I think he's probably uh, talented enough to keep. I I would like to see him in that defensive line rotation, especially if they're still bringing along Colin Saunders. I'm going to go ahead and squad Mark Fields, even though if he's not making the roster, it's because of the mental side of the game. Maybe you can humble him a little bit by putting him on the practice squad. Maybe he can respond a little bit to that. And then that leaves the herbivores crying on a street corner. He's Wow. Of course you would do that to me. (laughs) Lifelong herbivore. I'm I'm going to keep Mark Fields because there is a massive talent void at cornerback position for the Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody knows, nobody knows better than anyone who has listened to us that we are a big fan of Mark Fields. We are not big fans of the current talent level of the Chiefs cornerbacks. I get it. Mark Fields doesn't understand the game yet. There's something about him that rubs everyone around him the wrong way. That's fine. He is talented. Find a way to use him. He is better than Rashad Fenton, Charvarius Ward, Herb Miller, any other cornerback you can pull up Not name, that didn't play for the Redskins in their past. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and practice squad Herb Miller. I think there's a chance that he's going to become a quality backup in the future. I think he understands the scheme very well and he fits the scheme. I don't think he'll ever be good enough to be a full-time starter, but a spot starter that understands the defense and plays well in it. I think there is that kind of upside with him. Unfortunately, Justin Hamilton, who I think I like more than both of those two guys, could probably help more this year, will have to go. And that's only because I had to keep Jeremiah Tauchu for that final defensive line spot. I, uh, I'm desperate to throw bodies at the cornerback position. So Justin Hamilton, I'm going to try to trade you. And if I can't get anything for you, I'm going to cut you. So I... I am I am cutting Justin Hamilton. We need the operation buzzer sound for trying to use a trade in here. Uh now, uh Herb Miller. I am I am a founding member of the Herbivores. And uh it would be it would be wrong of me to not put him on this football team. Just kidding. I'm going to practice squad Herb Miller. No wait, no wait, you know what? No, I'm not. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to humble Mark Fields, and I'm going to cut him and make him go through that process and then put him on the practice Patriots squad. already signed then him. Then I'm going to put – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to humble Mark Fields there, and then I'm going to put Herb Miller on the, on, the, on the team and watch him thrive. I just kind of Lee Corsoed this whole thing and said, not so fast, my friend. Herb Miller, 53-man roster, 
Mark Fields, be humbled. Justin Hamilton, best of luck. Kent That's herbivore it. headdress right now is off the chains, guys. I'll get a picture of it for everybody. It's just salad. It's just it's it's the sal it's the leftover salad Wait, that I had for you dinner. You eat vegetables? A little I bacon just thought you ate there. just bland chicken. Not Chinese food, just bland chicken and wow. rice. Thanks, guys. I've I've been getting dunked on for my, for my food takes lately. Like that is very very much part of my brand now. Apparently, uh, that's gonna do it for this week's uh, game preview. We will be back early next week to break down what happens with the 53-man roster in the practice squad. We'll catch you later. Kent's and thank takes. you for joining That's us for the, the best game show. <laughs>